These hipsters, man. These fucking hipsters. Oh, no. No, no, no. What did you do? Hi, this is the recentest news. I'm Steve. I'm Dan. Hello. Hi, Dan. No, I'm Dan. Ah, uh, are you? It's, it's honestly hard to tell. It's been a long day. It's been way too long. Anyway, speaking of way too long, we have been inconsistent with our shows. So we are now announcing that we are changing the format because we are lazy and can't be bothered keeping up every week. So we're changing to... Once a fortnight. That's two and, weeks uh, for you uncultured fucks that don't come from England or Australia or Canada. <laughs> and to make us even more lazy, rather than doing two articles each, we're doing one article each. Uh, yeah. yeah. With um, the same analytical that, depth, then... but with more time for dick jokes. Yeah. Because we felt we had a good, long... Hard chat. There was a bit of back and forth. That is the laziest uh, dick analogy I think I've ever heard you make. <laughs> ever. We've been friends a long time and that's just... Ugh. I mean, well, that wasn't meant to be a dick analogy. That's probably why. It's somehow I worse. Was just going to... It's worse if it was accidental. <laughs> anyway, I interrupted. Carry on. I was going to say we weren't... We dick! Come to See the how lazy that, that was? We you were at least that lazy. jokes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, how was your week? Fortnight. Good. Week. Fort. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Good. How was the last period of time between which we didn't do this? Yeah. That. It was good. It was good. I've been working a lot. I'm working to two gigs, three gigs. I don't know. Damn, I'm working so a lot. So I don't actually chart the passage of time anymore. I just know that right. the date changes and I have to be at different places at different times, which is awesome because I'll just flog it at work and then someone will be like, Hey, thank God it's Friday. And I'll be like, holy shit, it's Friday? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> so I really only experience work for like the briefest window of time now. And then all of a sudden it's Friday. It's pretty good. True. Nice. What about you? Did you kill anyone? Uh, no, no, no. I haven't killed anyone, unfortunately. I haven't really sort of had the chance because I've sort of left a few things around the house astray. So I got that done. Plus, I also got my new laptop, so I've been totally obsessed with that right now. You know what you should do is use it to prop a heavy shelf up. I want to see what happens. It probably could prop a heavy shelf up. This thing is all alloy, and it's fucking built like a tank, which was like the one of the biggest things for me when I'm buying a new laptop because... Um, that it's borderline indestructible? Yeah, this thing. Like, you you pick this thing up, and you'd just be like, holy shit, I could probably throw this and it won't do anything. Though, please don't do that to my laptop if you ever touch it. I can't I want to remember how many times we said that with the old school Nokias and we made them explode. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to throw my Nokia at people's heads for shits and giggles. It lasted ages. Yeah, traumatic brain injury was a lot more frequent when we were in school. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, uh, anyway... What have you got? 
We can start. Well, I've got something that will make everyone cheerful because it's basically a feel-good news story. Yay. Uh, Federal politicians are getting a pay rise as penalty rates are getting curtailed yet again for people in the retail and the hospitality industry. That's happy. I should preface that my original recounting of that article was sarcastic. It's massively bullshit. Fuck me. Federal politicians, senior public servants, and members of the judiciary will enjoy a 2% pay rise as of Sunday. So Sunday being today, it's the first year of the new financial year. While hospitality and retail workers will see their penalty rates cut for the second year consecutively. Uh, they, they haven't made that same argument again going, oh, look. Uh, with this uh, cut pay rate, it will be more opportunity for you to get more hours. Remember how they well, said that no, last time? No, although that was the excuse that was peddled out last time, which held basically no water whatsoever. Exactly. Um, what they're coming out with this time is now that they've managed to get the income tax cuts through the Senate, thanks to the assistance of um, One Nation or whatever other angry baby boomer party is currently <laughs> holding the balance of power. Yeah. Um, their argument is basically that as a result of the income tax rate, the cut to their hourly wages won't really equate to that much of a real-world loss in income. Right. The issue with that is that the math doesn't quite stack up. So as an example from the hospitality industry, a grade five cook, so from memory, you're talking about someone who's at least got a trade certificate, probably three years or more experience under their belt in a management role in the back of the kitchen, not in charge, but somewhere higher up the food chain than a commie chef. Mm. Uh, Their per annum rate minimum wage, according to the federal award, is $54,514. So in a year, the new tax rebate gives them an extra $530 in their pocket, which is not that bad. Right. But they stand to lose the better part of a grand from the cut in Sunday penalty rates and a further $232 from last year's cut to public holiday penalty rates, leaving them in an overall negative position of $702. Fuck me. So really, they're just getting screwed 300 bucks less in that particular instance. So I feel like the rebate was just sort of like a distraction. It's just like... Essentially, yeah. People hear income tax rebate and assume that they stand to be better off as a result. But in some instances, if they're cutting your award rate or your base rate or your penalty rate, it just sort of amounts to different flavors of the same, you know, back alley stabbing, basically. Uh, Another interesting one, permanent pharmacists. So pharmacists that work in a full-time position in a position of authority within a pharmacy, like a leading hand or something, uh, gain $530 from the tax rebate, but stand to lose $1,693 from the cut in Sunday penalty ratings, leaving them in a net position of $1,163 worse off. You know how those times you you would like... Uh, come up to me randomly and distract me with jazz fingers off in the corner, and then as soon as the very and kick you in the balls, really, the balls hard. really hard. I feel like that's what they. Yeah, yeah, but it's a lot worse because it's going to happen to people over the course of a financial year, rather than that hilarious thirty <laughs> seconds where I do it. <laughs> now, on the flip, the Independent Remuneration Tribunal, which is essentially quote unquote an independent body mm. separate from the government that decides who gets paid what. Uh, decided last month, so this is June 2018, to award federal politicians a 2% pay increase from the 1st of July, which is today, matching a 2% rise in July last year and a 2% rise in January 2016. Malcolm Turnbull, as an example, will enjoy a weekly pay rise of $203 as of next week, 
which equates to more than $10,500 a year, get this, lifting his annual salary to more than $538,000 a year. Oh, my God. Now, I'm not 100%, but I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, I want to say the president of the US, and I don't mean Trump specifically, I just mean the office of the president, mm. pulls down, what, maybe 400000 I did hear somewhere it's, that... Uh... It's not half a million. Yeah, that the US president doesn't get oh, no. a million year as much. Uh, annually, they receive an income from the government of $400,000. $400,000 Malcolm Turnbull. Uh, well, that's American. So what do we want to put that to in the local flavor? That's, oh, that's about the same. Call it six for the sake of discussion. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Do you reckon? I don't know what the conversion is at the minute. I'm going I'm, I'm to jump on XE. I <laughs> see what it's at at the moment. <laughs> now, if you think America is the last superpower remaining on the planet, they're arguably still, you know, the policing military force, for lack of a better phrase, for pretty much all of the nasty shit that's happening around the mm. world. And I'm putting aside entirely the fact that Trump is in charge over there at the minute. The most powerful nation, the most culturally relevant country on the planet, like people that have been dictating the forward path of history for the West, arguably since what? The Second World War, if you you know don't count basically everything that happened historically between the Revolutionary War and everything else that happened between the UK, yeah. or four hundred thousand bucks a year—that's the ceiling of what the president of the most powerful country on earth gets. Which, We're Australia, which equates to Warwick Kappa is from here. Yeah, our prime minister gets five hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars a year. So that is pretty much identical—the four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Anyways, president. How absurd is that? That is absurd. And he's giving himself pay rises, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And like we don't, for like a little bit of flavor here, it's been a while since we've had a prime minister actually finish serving an entire term of their premiership. Yeah. Um, there's a thing in Australian politics where if the rest of the party doesn't like you, they can effectively have you removed as leader. Only the leader of the party can assume the office of prime minister. So if the rest of your party is like, you ate all the biscuits at the last meeting, you're out on your ass. <laughs> yeah. Now, the one trait so far that, as far as I'm aware of, Malcolm Turnbull could use to his advantage when explaining why he deserves to pour down that much money a year is that he hasn't been knifed yet and fired by the rest of his party. I couldn't actually point to an instance of either, you know, one of his policies or a way that he's handled a particular situation or, you know, I don't even like the dude enough to be cool with the fact that he's pulling down that kind of cash. I just like, he's just there. Yeah, he's he's just somehow managed to keep enough people. Hang on. Yeah, just hang on. Hang on. He's like the second last dude in a horror movie to get killed. Like you think he's going to make it to the end, but no, his death is what galvanizes the hero to like turn the tables on the bad guy. Yeah. I really hope I haven't just blown the spoiler for the next election. But um, <laughs> so he's now pulling down $538,000 a year. Um, the treasurer, which isn't exactly too I see to the office of the prime minister, but it's usually one of the more, you know, authority laden positions in the country. Mm. Uh, his pay is going to increase to 38200 plus a year. What? So that's just shy of 400000 And Bill oh. Shorten, who's the opposition leader, so he doesn't actually hold an office in government currently. He's just basically the dude who would be in charge had he not lost the last election, mm. is pulling down $384,000 a year. 
Bloody hell. His one gig is representing the constituency within which he was elected, which, like, I don't doubt is a difficult job, probably. I don't know. I don't know Shorten's constituency off the top of my head. I don't even know what the issues there are. But he's pulling down just probably about five grand less than the treasurer, who, if I remember from school, is basically responsible for decisions that make us, like, poor or not poor as a country or not. Yeah. The annual base salary of federal backbenchers uh, will also top out now at 207000 So if you get elected to your first term in uh, government, either as a member of parliament uh, or you're not a member of parliament, um, what do you call it? In the House of Reps or the Senate, if you're a rookie, you'll start off at two hundred and seven. That's ridiculous. I think we chose the wrong That's career. That's insane. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, look at Clive Palmer. He falls asleep in Parliament. He was pulling down two hundred grand a year. I fell asleep in science. I didn't even get a passing grade. If we knew that about the world, I would would have been taking naps in school my entire study shit, life. Yeah. I would have done enough extracurricular shit to be a house captain and then spend the rest of my time snoozing in the back of the class with my hand on my junk. Mm, yeah, exactly. So um, full-time and part-time workers in the hospitality industry stand to have their Sunday penalty rates cut by 10%. 10%. Uh, in retail, full-time and part-time workers will see their Sunday penalty rates cut by 15%, while casuals in that industry will lose 10%. Fast food workers, penalty rates drop by 10%. Pharmacy workers face a 15% cut. But are there other changes to the base rate, though? No. So that's Currently, it's just the alteration on the penalty rates, your Sunday rates, public holiday rates, stuff like that. So you are right. They're not completely suicidal. They're not cutting base levels rates of pay because that would be, there's no way to spin that. Like, well, what I mean is... Well, okay. Like, there might be a way to spin that if you're not also going to top yourself up to nearly a quarter million bucks a year. But do you know what yeah. I mean? So but here's the thing. Like with, um, with cutting penalty rates... They wouldn't be so bad if it just sort of um, was a thing to sort of help out businesses if they go, all right, let's just um, let's raise the wages, like the minimum wages or whatever, or just like that standard, and then we'll cut uh, penalty rates. So then you can always know what you're going to expect to pay. So you're all you're sort of essentially paying roughly the same amount. Mm. So like it, it sort of levels out. So cutting penalty rates would be such a bad thing if they then leveled that back out um, by raising the base rate a little. And you wouldn't have to raise it yeah. by much um, to level out what you would get for getting those penalty rates on like certain days. No, it would just be a, a smarter, probably more efficient way of altering of, of like trying to clamp down on runaway penalty rates, really. I mean, if that's even a thing. But otherwise, I do take your point. You're right. Yeah. There's there's much smarter ways to play. Yeah, but they they haven't they haven't even done that. They've cut back on those penalty rates whilst ever so conveniently raising their own pays, which is ri- absolutely ridiculous. Hmm. They they do go to great um, pains to state that the remuneration tribunal or the office of um, fair work are independent from the government, which is a hard argument to make for institutions that are basically originally set up by government. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they they may operate independently, sort of from cabinet interference or the day to day comings and goings of government, but it's still. There's, there isn't perceived to be in the public forum enough separation between those institutions for people to feel comfortable about the fact that politicians are making yet more cash and we're making less. And I should stress for the, for the, I get like that if your constituency, for example, at a federal level is like somewhere in the 
you know, the northwest of WA, mm. like that about as like you're closer to Darwin than you would be Perth at that point. Right. And you've got to be in Parliament, what? Uh, how long does Parliament take? Maybe seven months of the year in total, really, when you plot out all the time off and the elections and all that other shit. Right. Yeah. If you're away from home for more than six months and, you know, you're functionally flying to what in terms of distance amounts to be being on the other side of the continent and you're away from your family or you've got out-of-pocket expenses, shit like that, then, yeah, you should probably get topped up accordingly. Yeah. But the issue that I've got is, as politicians, you can they can claim basically everything that they need to as a write-off as an expense anyway. Um, com cars are like a, basically a fleet of Commonwealth government vehicles that ferry them from A to B. Yeah. Um, they don't pay for flights, as far as I'm aware. Mm. Um, they can claim buying a place in Canberra or the ACT is a tax write-off, so they've got someone to crash when they're in town. Like it's, there's enough. I mean, for me, like if I had a gig, I would, I, I would go into it knowing that I have enough stuff written off where I basically don't have to pay my way towards much that I would be able to rationalize to myself, or for that matter, the people that elected me needing to pocket. 200 grand plus a year in salary. Yeah, it's not... And if you think about it too, most parliamentary terms in the event that there isn't an extraordinary election or a death or a double dissolution, most parliamentary terms go for, what, four to six years, Mm. really. I mean, the Senate is a six-year term and I think they're elected on the half term. So half the Senate goes out within three or so years and the other half goes out at the other three. Uh, People in the House of Reps, I think, go out every four. Yeah. So, roughly, we have elections every four years. The entire House of Reps is up for grabs, and so is half the Senate. So, realistically, that 200 grand isn't actually just 200 grand a year. That's close to a million bucks for a parliamentary term. Yeah. More if you're in the Senate. So, what's that? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, 1.2 million bucks plus if you're a senator. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever shoved a cucumber up your bum while you're shoving a pineapple at someone else's? No. <laughs> it's great. You jacked off me at speed there, man. My first thought was this is going to relate to the Catholic Church, but you didn't follow it up with anything, so now I'm not quite sure what analogy you're drawing. I feel like you just had to take a second to breathe there after that one. No, I'm fine. I I get on a roll sometimes. Although I will admit, not only have I taken breaths, I'm radically taking stock of our friendship at the same time. We haven't hung out together for a few months and I'm starting to worry about your extracurricular activities. Like, do you just have a Tinder profile that is like, I have cucumbers, they're staying with me. I have pineapples, maybe one of you can help. (laughs) M for question mark. I feel like that would be... um... That would be Turnbull's t- Tinder profile because that's basically what he's doing to everyone else. Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's necessary for him to ream himself with a cucumber. I'm, well, you know, I don't judge. I'm sex positive. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I, well, I don't know. Maybe he has worms. <laughs> Although you think if you're pulling down nearly 600 grand a year, you could go to the doctor for a worm treatment. Yeah. that's Maybe that's what the raise is for to... Maybe he's so detached from regular people in public, he just likes ramming pineapples up himself. <laughs> just imagine him on q and I know sometimes when you finish work, you'd stop for a beer and I too like to relax by ramming tropical fruits up myself. <laughs> Yesterday, I fit a kiwi fruit in my urethra. Ooh. <laughs> my doctor says I have tropical fruit punch disorder. 
<laughs> Apparently no one else gets it. It's just me. It is an incredibly rare disease and we should talk about it more and raise awareness. I'm trying to think of a way to work the phrase fruit salad into it and I'm not coming up with much. He'll probably sort of uh, set up his own um, fund to help for this rare disease so he can get even more money. Oh, yeah. Just register himself as a charity. Yeah. <laughs> What's in mojitos? Uh, you got... Could he just load stuff up into himself like a musket and then just like fire out mojitos? <laughs> yeah. Mojitos was that, uh, it's like rum, mint, something else. Oh, mint. That would sting in a personal fashion. <laughs> would probably help with the smell though. Yeah, it probably would. <laughs> Wait, why pineapples? Don't pi- doesn't pineapple juice have that enzyme that breaks down protein, like that dissolves meat, basically? Does it? Yeah, that's why your mouth gets all like ulcery and sore if you eat like pineapple flesh, because the pineapple's trying to eat you at the same time. I thought that was just because it was like every other fruit; it's got just some level of acidity. Just- oh yeah, it does. But sort of further from that, there's the I'm looking it up. Because now I'm thinking, like, I get the joke, but still, shoving a pineapple up yourself is, like, super dangerous. I meant shoving the pineapple up other people. Oh. Yeah, still dangerous. (laughs) Bromelain is a protolytic enzyme, an enzyme that digests proteins found in fresh pineapple. Oh, wow. Yeah, how do I dissolve people in it? That's my question. (laughs) It's used as a meat tenderizer. So, oh, okay. So they they got it all wrong. So pineapples in, are flesh eating. They got it all wrong in Breaking Bad, where they were trying to dissolve the dude like in the bathtub. Yeah, no, you shit. need those tins of pineapple juice, man. You need that berry yeah, shit. That shit's cheap as well. I mean, you know, to go back to the worm thing, like if you shoved a raw pineapple up yourself, that would eat the worms, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, it would. Stephen, I don't know why this turned into a conversation and I'm worried how easily we walked into it. Well, uh, I think we've come to the conclusion that Turnbull has uh, raised his salary to keep up with the medical bills for his worms for shoving Ramming kicker. pineapples up himself. <laughs> or up others. Or up others and all the damage. Probably would explain why they haven't tried to get rid of him as leader yet. Like if there was a guy in your group of friends that was like, kind of a douchebag but you knew he stuffed pineapples up his own ass would you want to step to him Mm, i'd be pretty scared i would be (laughs) i mean what do you even do to threaten a guy like that i'll punch you (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) want to know why my boxes are made out of ratchet straps check this out (laughs) hey you want to join me on my trip to the farmer's market Well, I say trip. I just jump out of a helicopter naked, just spread wide open, ready to receive pineapples. (laughs) What do you got? Is it something to do with pineapples? Is that what it ultimately boils down to, a segue? Well, it involves eating something. Uh, So... Okay. These hipsters, man. These... Fucking hipsters. Oh, no. No, no, no. Every time you've mentioned hipsters, you've you've found something terrible. <laughs> what did you do? A man, uh, man who lost his uh, foot in a motorcycle accident made tacos. Oh, God. I'm already nervous. From his amputated foot and then fed it to his friends at a dinner party. Say that again, please. <laughs> a motorcyclist lost his foot in an accident and then th- cooked the foot and made tacos from it 
and fed it to his friends. Okay. See, this is how I know I have the wrong reaction to these stories because my first thought was that foot tacos would be the nastiest kind of human taco. Yeah. Because feet are nasty and gross. And then I had that thought and then I was like, hang on a minute, Dan. You don't have a problem with the idea of eating human flesh. You don't have a problem with a motorcyclist cooking his foot and sending it to other people, save for the fact that it's his foot. <laughs> this is like the time you told me about Korean baby dick facials, and my first question was, why is it Korean babies? It's the wrong question to be asking. <laughs> so he so he lost his foot in the accident. Right. It's like he's come off his motorbike or something, and he's done such traumatic injury to his foot that basically I'm, I've assumed amputated it. Yeah. Okay, and then, and then they've yeah. given it to him like as a memento of his time at the hospital. Yeah, well, he, some he shit asked for or... it, and they were like, uh, I, "I guess we can't say no," so they gave it to him. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's definitely yours. We checked the bin. There's only one foot in there today. So, what? Like he took it home, deboned his foot. Mm. Well, actually, no, so, he would have had to have skinned his foot, deboned it, minced it. Well, first he, fu- he threw a funeral for his foot while it was Okay, there's something him. fucking wrong with this guy. <laughs> I know it's a little late in the piece to be making that comment, but like, <laughs> who goes to that? Did he just have like all of his right shoes that he doesn't need anymore gathered around a hole in the backyard? <laughs> if it was it's, his it's, right foot. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. So this was off uh, Reddit. So this guy's... 38 years old. I don't know his real name. His just um his user tag is incredibly shiny shart, which is um appropriate. Um he kept his foot, took it home, froze it. While it was frozen, he threw it um a funeral. Well, he said that um it seemed just like an object, not a piece of person. There was no emotional connect in a connection. In fact, that was the weirdest part. It just wasn't that weird. So he invited eleven of his friends, and basically, friends is a strong fucking term. <laughs> he he's, uh, he said to them, "Hey, once in a lifetime experience. If you're up for it, I've just lost my foot. I've got it in the freezer." Wait, was, so this wasn't like a stealth gig. No, it wasn't like a he didn't gig. just invite people around for a dinner party and it was like, hey, hey, how's the tacos? It's made of my foot. He like pre-warned these people they'd be eating his foot. Yeah. So they went in completely aware that they were gonna try eating his foot. How many of these friends showed up? Ten. So only one turned him down, which is surprising. Uh, I You know that game Spot the Vegan? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> That's the one. But so, Jesus hey, like, H. Christ. actually, the whole, like, vegan thing, the vegan wouldn't, the, to my pardon the pun, but a vegan wouldn't have a leg to stand on there because they've been oh. given permission. <laughs> they've been given permission and then they no, can do it. Wait, not- just, that was a terrible fucking pun. <laughs> Jesus, the vegan wouldn't have it. It's the pride that bothers me. It's not even the pun. It's that I know how happy you are. (laughs) Go the dad joke. Puns are awesome. Uh, Such a dad joke. I think you've probably just made everyone near you pregnant. (laughs) 
The universe can't have you dad joking that hard without you being a parent. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, within the context of the dinner party, mm-hmm. like they, I mean, the dude gave informed consent. And they're not um, taking advantage of any animal products because it was just um, like your humble taco, which is just like meat, veggies, bread, um, like flatbread. So there's no like dairy products or anything like that in it. It's just like meat and spices and veggies and shit. So if you had like... Oh, good. I would love to to do that actually. If I... If I decided that no, that was uh-uh, so- no, I've already got a list of shit I have to do with you after you die. Cooking you is not going onto that list. <laughs> just, okay, this is purely hypothetical. So if I decided this, to do the same thing as this dude, I lost a limb or something, and just like, hey, look, here's a chance to just give it a shot. I would totally hunt down a vegan friend. In fact, I have a couple, and just be like, you're going to try this. You can't say anything about how bad it is to eat meat because that's my meat. You have permission. I'm not taking advantage of any other animal. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> this is either going to turn into like really weird porn or the next Louis Thoreau documentary. Uh, probably already is like a Louis Thoreau documentary about it that we haven't heard of. Um, and it somehow involves some really weird porn bit that he's come across. You know how like Louis I'm Thoreau... Louis demo- Thoreau. This is my documentary called Toe Blasting. <laughs> Louis Thoreau documentaries are one of those things that are like super awesome because he does a whole bunch of good ones and then you realize that he's done a whole lot more that you didn't realize existed. I feel like that'd be one of them. I'm a little stunned. Yeah. I say a little. I'm mostly stunned. I mean, Terry, Terry didn't come because he's a vegan. Yeah. Ugh, what a weirdo. <laughs> well, okay, to um, move away from that and to fuel your curiosity, because I know you're totally curious about, about it, a chef friend... I am, goddamn. <laughs> a chef friend prepared a chunk of meat from the top of the shin, marinating it overnight and then sautéing it with peppers, onions and lime alongside corn tortillas and tomatillo sauce. Cool. That's how Latin American Cajun style. What's up? And um, looking at the photos, obviously the uh, the prep photos are absolutely disgusting to look at and very churning, like stomach churning. Um, but the resulting product actually looks quite appetizing. You know, if you ignore the fact that you're eating a human foot. What the fuck? <laughs> um, Is there a Yelp review? <laughs> oh now I wish, I wish <laughs> incredibly so, shiny like, did the, what did the guests say the incredibly shiny shot uh described its taste um as having a very pronounced beefy flavor to it somewhere between pork and veal how old was this dude is this dude how old was his foot <laughs> uh, is, uh where was I? I had it here 38. And he's looked at this in an existential way as well. It's just like, it was a way for me to close the lid on this part of my life. Things worked out so damn well afterward. My life has gotten so much better. For having eaten his foot. Yeah. 
What, can he run faster? <laughs> Has he eaten the spirit of his foot and learned how to hop faster than Usain Bolt can run? <laughs> I hope so. I hope he's gained some sort of superpower out of it. Otherwise, I'd be severely disappointed. Um, apparently, everyone but one, surprisingly, were able to keep the meal down. Um, one of his friends had to, in his words, spit me into a napkin after chewing for a while. <laughs> so I guess that begs the most important question, Dan. If you were offered, would you eat a friend's Straight no. Hard no. No, 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 no. If my best friend, okay, if you asked me to eat part of you after you had died, no. What about if I was still alive and I got to watch you eat it? Still no. <laughs> Why would that matter? I I I have like no there is no impulse within myself to want to ever dine on human flesh. There's no I don't like that's not a question I need answered for myself. I would be curious, but I would probably ultimately say no. I think the important part of that statement is the bit where you say no. <laughs> uh, hey, they also had mimosas as well to wash it down. Oh, yeah, good. Just to cleanse the palate between the feet. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Out of morbid curiosity, I've looked up an interview that this guy has done with Vice online. Oh, right. Vice, why did you do this? Shiny, originally I wanted to have it taxidermied or freeze-dried. That's as far as I've read and I don't want to read any more. I tend to steer towards the weird and wonderful, don't I? And by that I mean disgusting. Clearly. Man, I've actually like burnt my brain out on this one. Could you like? Do you think you'd be able to look at the images? You should totally look at the images. I already have. Oh. <laughs> like, I'll say this much: he did a serious number on his foot. It looks like mm. a miniature claymore has gone off inside his leg, about an inch above his ankle bone. Yeah, like it's insane. So I can understand why it was amputated because it was basically just a collection of like wet, shattered bone and like torn tendons. Like there was yeah. no way they were saving that foot. Yeah, but like, just why though? Like, no. and the bit where he's talking about the mates of him. Where are we? How did you convince ten friends to eat the foot with you? I invited 11 people. Mm. I said something like, remember how we always talked about how if we ever had the chance to ethically eat human meat, would you do it? Well, I'm calling you on that. Are we doing this or what? That's how he you said You and I have had I conversations like, what would you do if you were Voltron? Or like, <laughs> could Pavarotti have head-butted the other tenors to death? Like, <laughs> weird, but ultimately harmless. I don't ever remember having sat around like New Year's at your place last year, for example. I wasn't like shit talking with the dude from Antarctica going, but like you'd piss some you'd stab someone with a piss icicle, right? You'd do that. <laughs> like it's unless unless you're just doing like a lot of DMT and speed, like this Where are these people from? <laughs> They've got to be American. Um actually I didn't get that part. Where they're from? Because this, this is based off it's from in the US. 
US? Yes. July 10, 2016, three weeks after the accident, Shiny, who prefers to remain anonymous, mm. yeah, because that's going to fuck up his Tinder score, right? <laughs> Invited 10 of his most open-minded friends to a special brunch. They ate apple strudel, quiche puff pastries, fruit tarts, and chocolate cake. They mm. drank gin lemonade punches and mimosas. And then the main course came out fajita tacos made from Shiny's severed human limb. Yep. The United States doesn't have a federal law banning cannibalism. Just finding out more mm-hmm. stuff about the United States yeah. awesomeness. <laughs> Idaho was the only state in which the simple act of eating human flesh can land you in prison. Laws against murder, buying and selling human meat, and corpse desecration make cannibalism difficult. Oh, that's so bad for them. <laughs> but technically legal in the other 49 states. Yeah. It's rare someone able to consent to being eaten meets someone interested in eating them, but even that scenario raises ethical questions. La, 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 la. Documented the entire process. Yep. I have seen the photos. <laughs> it doesn't stipulate which part of America that he's in, so I would assume that ties back into his wish for anonymity. Yeah, probably keeping a tight lid on that one. Yeah, I guess to sort of control wow. his own press on the matter, rather than just constantly getting berated. Maybe he's terrified about potential franchise offering. <laughs> Cut off other parts of yourself and we'll start a restaurant and we'll send the money to your estate, I guess. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right, let's just play like one-legged devil's advocate here for a minute. Okay. You can sell anything on the internet, right? Like yeah. Silk Road was famous for being that you know first public foray of people understanding what the dark web is because you could buy anything right. anywhere with whatever you want, usually with untraceable currency. Right. Let's just say, for the sake of discussion, you've lost a limb or an appendage or, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, you've had liposuction and they accidentally took out a chunk of your midsection. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> and you're weird and you're from whatever part of America this happened in. Yeah. And like weird in America is a broad church right now, so it could literally have been anywhere. Why do you offer it to your friends? Why would you not put a post up online that says, hey, do you want a seat at the table where we'll be eating human flesh? It's 10 grand a head. I feel like offering it to your friends is like more of a trusted circle. Going on the dark web, you might attract some weird Serial killer type person. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm not indulging that argument. We're talking about eating human flesh here already. We're talking about a guy who's lost most of his foot and his first impulse is not to have it cremated or like have it gaffer taped back together and then like just dunked in liquid nitrogen and left on his leg. He intends for it to be eaten by himself and some other people. Yes. I'm never going to be so close to someone as a friend. This is starting to make me queasy. I'm never going to be so close to someone as a friend that I'm going to want them to come around and eat bits of me. But if I wanted bits of myself eaten, I'd fucking sell that shit. Make some money off it. Yeah. Hell yeah. You were going to find some weird people who are down to eat human flesh. Who are willing and to like pay all the weird price. People, they're probably, and they're probably incalculably rich mm. and they've got no connection to the humanity anymore. That is actually like, a very mm. good point. Honey, um, I'm sick of hunting like runaways that we kidnap from other major cities and then truck them out to the private forest that we have. Uh, but this charming gentleman from over here uh, is offering people the opportunity to come and eat some of his flesh. 
Oh, that's lovely. Let's go and do that. It'll be a nice break from hunting <laughs> anonymous people with crossbows in the wilderness. It'll be nice. Oh, won't just... it be lovely? We'll bring a wine pairing. We'll ask him if it's light meat or dark meat. Like it, Everyone else you know, gets if you're to gonna... eat out. Now it's our chance to eat out and have someone make it for us. Yeah. Let's relax. Just, you know, you when you want to spoil yourself because you don't want to cook and eat your own foot, you want the luxury of someone else cooking and eating their foot for you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but like, I stand by it though. Why not sell the opportunity for people to come and eat your foot? That I would I would actually definitely go for that option over the other. I mean, okay, I'll come at it another way. Like people on the internet, I think there's been a few famous cases in the last couple of years of people selling their virginity to the highest bidder. And mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm not trying to draw parallels. They were two ra- they're two radically different acts. I do mm-hmm. get that. But if you can sell a personal aspect of your body functionally mm. for money, and like, I mean, that's been a gig as far as the human race has been concerned since there's been a human race. Mm. But if you're going to sell a, a unique event like that, well, actually, no, if you're going to create a unique event like that, why not sell it for money? Like, how attached can you be to the concept of, well, well, you're playing on a fucked up your body, yeah. I suppose. You're playing on a fucked up niche that exists um it's you don't see it every day because it's in the shadows because it's incredibly frowned upon but it exists so yeah why not and and because because something like that is so incredibly messed up and disgusting people who like that shit who are really into it they don't get much of an opportunity to get away with doing it at someone's consent they would pay a huge price for it. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Epic bank. And then you could just buy like a robot foot or some shit. Yeah, easy. We're going like towards the that cyborg age anyway. Yeah. I've seen this chick with like, she had to have her arm amputated and she just got this full on cyborg operating arm, fingers move and everything. That's very cool. It's really cool. She doesn't have quite the sense of touch like an accurate sense of touch but like everything moves like incredibly well and it's so weird to look at cool. to like because i saw it on this i can't remember i saw it on one of those like mini documentaries on youtube um about like body hacking and shit like that or the cyborg hacking sort of trend and yeah she has this full arm and then like when people are interested in it, she's just like all for it. And she just goes, hey, yeah, you want to check it out? And just sort of like unlocks it and go here and hands it over to uh, Yeah, check out my arm. Just like I can see it from here. <laughs> I mean, there's been, I, I know when Dave Letterman still had his nightly gig that um he would often interview sort of like Medal of Honor winners or Purple Heart winners and stuff who'd lost appendages in combat mm. that had the sort of, not all of them, but some of them had... um. I, I, what's the well artificial limbs i suppose would be the best catch-all for it but that right. would sort of whatever nerve endings were nearest to the region sort of that had been amputated so say you know you lose most of your hand and they amputated the wrist the nerve endings that end at the wrist mm. when messages through them would fire you'd get the articulation in the hand and stuff those are really cool and yeah. obviously i imagine those people would really want those appendages back but the the technology around artificial limbs has really come a long way, which is cool. So I guess, and and you know, and they're not cheap, and the American healthcare system's a nightmare. But you know, if you'd lost a foot, 
and you were planning on serving it to people to eat and you needed another foot, you know, so you could remain world hopscotch champion. Mm. Shit, yeah. What if you lost so a I'd testicle? I'd put it up on whatever your local buy and sell page is. Yeah. What if you lost a testicle? I think people would buy that. Do you know what? Just purely because it has sexual connotations, yeah. I think we both know someone would buy that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> One of my testicles has come out and I can't go back in. Who wants to pay me money for the opportunity to eat it? Yeah. <laughs> Entire nation of Japan bankrupted buying American man's testicle. It'll be like a jalapeno popper. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why do you think that? <laughs> Why do I care? <laughs> well, rustle me jalapeno poppers. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> when you do get around to having kids, I think you're going to need supervision when you get to the birds and the beast dog. Yeah. I th- I, yeah. You're going to need to help you. Sometimes with that. guys are really sensitive in their jalapeno poppers and you can't kick them there very hard. <laughs> if I have a son, I'm going to teach you to refer to them as jalapeno poppers. Reach the yet the end of yet another podcast where I'm not the same person I was when we began. Wow, we'll see that in a food truck somewhere. Yeah, for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure cannibalism's illegal here. I don't see it lasting very long. Do you want a people and cheese toasted sandwich? Do I want a what? Do you want a people and cheese sandwich, motherfucker? Hurry up! Police are already coming. Eat my leg, nah. It's this huge guy in a cage in the corner. They're just slicing like one of those doner kebab things. Mm-hmm. Big toe pops. Do you know that's what I'm worried about? That like the end of the world is going to be a lot less Mad Max and like a lot more, I don't know, I guess Saw crossed with MasterChef. <laughs> I want to play a game. The hero of the dish is Buttock. <laughs> and they just cut to Matt Preston just absentmindedly rubbing a nipple going, yeah, yeah. buttock. <laughs> A lot of people don't eat the buttock. I am not one of those people. It's, and then he just gestures towards himself. It's the most tenderest part. <laughs> <laughs> we've really got to make the buttock the hero of the dish or we're going to go through to elimination. And then after that, we're going to be cooked up into food. <laughs> Crock and bush just made out by the human jalapeno poppers. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Fucking hell. I need to go watch like, I don't know, service dogs waking up people that faint on YouTube or something. I need a healthy injection of humanity. Yeah. Okay, I'll rephrase. I need to feel better about myself. I don't need to put bits of humans in me. (laughs) Maybe go watch a chick flick or something, man. You need to chill. You need a feel-good movie. (laughs) Yeah. I'll watch Toy Story or something. (laughs) Oh, no, Buzz's arm comes off. (laughs) Shit. Fuck. Uh, fuck it. Aladdin. That's a safe bet. No one gets de-limbed in Aladdin. De-limbed. Yeah. No. No, no, I don't think it does. No, that's good. Some weird shit happens, but no, no de-limbing or eating good. of human flesh. I swear to fucking God, one more story from you that starts with the word hipster and I'm vetoing it on the spot. <laughs> I mean, the platypus milk thing was interesting. I mean, interesting at least at an academic level and that it, the research that it involved. Every other hipster-related thing has been a fucking nightmare. That's, that's, that's because... It's just been so bad. That's because you did the first hipster-related thing with platypus milk. 
And then every- yeah, but that was that was like that was our harmless, been. innocent days of youth. That wasn't like eat my fuji bastard. Yeah, eat daddy's foot. <laughs> uh, I need to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to let you. <laughs> oh, Jesus, uh, I'm Dan. I'm Steve. Have a good night, everyone. Uh, Athlete's foot is real.